In this video, we're gonna look at the pros and cons of owning a new construction home. At the end of the video, I'll also give you some of my tips as to what to best look for to prepare yourself for this journey. Welcome everyone to another edition of my Tuesday Tip Series. This time around, I'm gonna be going into more details as to what are the pros and cons of owning a new construction home versus a pre-existing home. There are very little properties on the market today, so the option to buy a new construction home should be considered. However, there should be several things that you should be aware of that you may not be aware of when looking at a pre-existing home. So, new construction homes are fantastic opportunities for a lot of people, so we'll go over the, pro the pros first. Number one, they're, they're typically more energy efficient because they're built with the latest standards, whether it's insulation, dual pane windows. So in general, your energy usage would be significantly less than a existing home if it, wasn't, if it hasn't been remodeled or updated since. And this goes also with the appliances. Appliances are typically more energy efficient than before. So those are some of the things that you can look forward to. A lot of people like the newer plans so while it's a pro and con where typically a lot of the townhomes and single story, uh, single family houses are now built upwards vertically, it could be a three story or now a four story. At the same time, a lot of people like that new setup because many of the newer ones pretty much have either an office or a uh, kind of like an in-law unit on the bottom level. So I have a full bed and bath. So it's great for multi-generational living. Usually the second level is a is an long open floor plan. So it's usually a kitchen and a family room. Uh, there may be a half bath. Usually there's a half bath on that level at the same time. And then on the third and fourth level, depending on the setup, you may have where all the bedrooms are. So a lot of people do like that uh, option where you don't have much of a yard to maintain or have to worry about. At the same time, you do have that in that bedroom and bath downstairs for uh, for more elderly individuals to be able to use or even use as a rental unit. So the design nowadays is actually, I would say, is a lot better than it was just 10 years ago. 10 years ago, they had a very different mindset. A lot of them were just purely office space. There wasn't the concept of as much multi-generational living. So I've seen a, lot, a great improvement. So I actually prefer the current new uh, trends of construction than what it was 10 years ago. Um, even though 10 years ago, they already started doing tri-level types of, types of setups. So that's something to be aware of at the same time. Uh, the other thing is you do have the option where the community is completely different. It's all new. So think about you as an individual, you wanting to move to a new community and also the price point. Because of that, it does already uh, bring in a, t a certain type of uh, buyer pool. So it's not like something that can be handed down like, like older homes. So you have less of a um, kind of a gentrification mix typically because the people that can afford the new home that you're about to afford are likely in the same field or same areas that, that you are in. So it's, it's, a, it's a brand new community. A lot of people are moving in potentially for the first time. And so it's really fantastic because I typically see a lot more either younger families or just multi-generational, but they also have young kids as part of that mix. So that's always uh, pretty cool to see. And you may have different amenities that might be uh, that might be there, whereas other facilities or other areas may not have that set up. So those are several of the pros of um, of ultimately buying a new home construction. There's also some of the pros where, depending on the time frame, 
some may be pretty far out. So if you have a lease, you may say, you know what, I may be interested in buying a move-in ready type of home, or I may want the options to be able to customize my upgrades and move in much further out. Some I've seen it as far out as six to eight months of people reserving. So there is an opportunity where you can start planning accordingly. Now, the downside of that is you may have some delays and so it may the schedule is not always fixed unless you're much closer to that timetable. But it's just something to be aware of that you can really start planning and you don't have to put down that much to reserve it. Generally, it could be a flat fee. I've seen a lot of associations do a $20,000 deposit and then you pay the remaining much closer to when you're about to close. So for, for those that don't want to move in right away but still be able to lock in a home for the future with also the specific upgrades that you want, that's a fantastic option. So those are some of the pros. Um, some of the cons, so not all, not, it's not always good when you're buying new home construction. So as I mentioned, related to the layout, they are typically built a certain way because they're all maximizing space. Um, so the yard space is typically very small, if not, if basically non-existent. So there is that aspect if you really like gardening. The other aspect is that they have uh, the design element. You may, you may like it, you may not like it. If you don't like it, unfortunately, most of the trends are all built the same way. So you're not gonna like the generation of these types of new home construction, which would, you know, it would exclude it altogether. So there is that downside. Um, yeah, there is that downside. And they're all mostly three stories or now four stories. So there's a lot more stairs. So if you're one that thinks it's too much of a hassle, it's, it's really not a good idea and not, not the right type of property uh, for you to look out for. The other thing is there are unknowns when you do new construction, uh, especially when it comes to the soil that people unfortunately don't figure out actually till much later. So you can look at the project in like the shipyard in San Francisco. You know, it had ambitious plans of being a completely new area. Uh, it was selling for over a thousand per square foot. But then th over time, they started discovering or there were people actually hiding the situation that there was soil contamination in the area. And so now the prices have dropped significantly. All projects are halted. It's, it's very rough for that community. And you know, whoever, whoever bought at that price point, depending on when they bought it, you know, their investment is, is significantly uh, damaged. So you have those situations. Now, you know, you try to try to find it, you try to mitigate it all up front, but if there's fraudulent activity, like someone trying to hide it, which seems like maybe the case from a report perspective, um, you're, you're, really, you're really in trouble because you have no other choice. Versus other areas, they tend to be more established. So if those things would have came up, it would have came up a while ago. So there is a little bit of a risk when it comes to buying new homes. Um, because they're going to be in a new community. I mean, these communities are typically commercial spaces or some sort of industrial space that is now converted. Because if you think about the Bay Area, there's just not that much land, at least where I'm talking about in the core Bay Area. Um, so they're, they're basically constructing over maybe potentially hazardous sites in the past. And the right way would be to do a proper cleanup, but some try to skip that and cut costs by just putting a layer uh, over the contaminated soil. So you have these situations which makes it very difficult for, for those. So you do what you can to prepare as much as you can, but you know that is always a potential risk. Now that risk is, is different depending on the property, but that's something to also be aware of. So those are some of the cons as well. So in terms of my tips, you know what I would recommend to all of my clients is 
There is, no there is no negative for using a realtor. Some people assume that if you just go direct to a builder, you're gonna all of a sudden get some deal because you're cutting out the middleman. That's actually not true. They already baked in that price. Otherwise, especially right now, where they value realtors more than ever because of the market was a little bit slower for new home construction, that they would have burned a lot of bridges if that was the case. So that's number one, they've already factored it in. So don't think you can get a bigger discount all of a sudden if you go on your own. The other thing is just like an existing home, there is no benefit for you as an individual to try to go with the listing agent and have them dual end. Because at the end of the day, as a realtor, my responsibility is to my client. Now my client may be on the buy side or the sell side. If you think about it as a hired, basically, negotiator, there's no way they can be both in the middle equally. That's just physically, that's just mentally impossible. And so you want somebody on your side and only on your side. You don't want somebody that has an interest of both. If you think about the builder side, their interest is on selling the property. There is no other interest, right? Because that's that's who pays them, that's who pays them their salary and the commissions. It's the other side. Versus on me, my goal is to help you get the place that you want protect you as much as I can, and also help you get it at the lowest price possible. That's at least on the fundamental of the buy side. So there is no benefit and there is no cost. On the buy side, the my fees all already come from the selling side, just like an existing home. So something to be aware of that you might as well get the benefit of a knowledgeable realtor to help you and negotiate on your behalf. So that's tip number one. Tip number two is feel free to look on, online. Do a search of that area. Do a search on that community, especially if it's been somewhat established of different phased rollouts. You can understand a little bit more of are there any concerns that the local community have? Because they're gonna be the very first to be as vocal as possible for it. And you can see certain communities, I won't name names right now, that, uh, that have terrible reviews and they'll tell you why. And so you wanna at least factor that in. It may not be a deal breaker, but it may influence your decision. So that's something also as a tip to realize on. And then last but not least, be careful in the sense of model homes are not the same as the home that you'll be buying. So you would want everything that you would want to see in that new home in writing. So whether it's specific upgrades that you we're negotiating on, uh, whether it's some of the just, whether it's carpet, uh, laminate flooring, different colors of the cabinets, the model home is actually typically the property that they have with the most upgrades because they're showcasing that to the public of all the nice things that you can have. But from a, uh, from your own home that you may choose from, it may not be the same. It may be substantially less because that has all the bells and whistles. So be careful when you buy a home, you wanna be very specific. Okay, what's, what are all the finishes? What are all the materials that will be as part of this particular home that you'll be buying? So I hope this was helpful. It gave you a little bit of the insights of the pros and cons of buying a new home versus an existing home. I gave you some of my tips. I would ultimately love to help you buy your home, whether we open up the search for only new home construction, which I do for several of my clients, or also pre-existing homes. Um, so I also do come out monthly with all of the new homes that are available and kind of the update of what to expect for each of the homes. So you can check it on my link below. It'll be a direct link to my website to that page, which will give you an update with 
all existing homes. I've personally been to majority of them already, so I know the pros and cons of the builders. I know the layouts already. I know the material. Those are a lot of the components that you would deem and decide on outside of location what might be the right property for you. So I'm happy to have a separate conversation about you specifically, and I would love to represent you as a buyer's agent when it comes to buying an existing home or a new home construction. Remember, there is no negative for using me. There is not also, you're not also gonna get a, you're not gonna get a bigger discount by going direct. That's not how it works. The other aspect I'll, I did not forget, and it's kind of a bonus tip, is that when you see the price of new home construction and they'll have it listed, it's not likely for them to lower that amount until they really need to lower it because that'll be a new baseline. However, for many new home construction, depending on their macro environment, they may be open to offers. So just because they share with the price doesn't mean that's you buy it or not. Everything is specific. So in this example, you can work with me. Well, I will help you understand what the situation scenarios are, and I'll help you negotiate for the lowest possible price for these properties. And so there are opportunities. I've sent many bids right now for new homes. There are opportunities where we're making bids for tens of tens of thousands below the adjusted list price. So keep that in mind, there is flexibility. You just have to know how to negotiate. And in my case, that's my job to help you on either the price or different upgrades. So I hope this was helpful for you. Uh, this is another week weekly update of my Tuesday tip series. If you have any questions about new home construction or about existing homes in any community, reach out to me anytime. I would love to help you and your friends. But other than that, have a great rest of the week. See you at the next one. Hey, podcast world. Thank you so much for your support. I do post at least three shows a week. If you like the content, please leave a five-star review, smash that subscribe button, and share it with your friends. Looking forward to have you back at the next one. Bye now.